I don't regret that in any way from the standpoint of the people getting out and the increased visitation at all. In fact, exactly the opposite. I think we need that. I think if if people didn't know about these places, the good people didn't know, then they would be in worse shape than they are. Kevin Adams, who you're listening to there, is one of the foremost writers when it comes to waterfalls in North Carolina. His book, titled North Carolina Waterfalls, is now in its third edition, since originally being published in 1994. After many years of visiting, photographing, and sharing waterfalls with us, he founded the Waterfall Keepers of North Carolina. That is a nonprofit, volunteer led organization dedicated to the well being of waterfalls and waterfallers like you and me. The organization has an event coming up, and I'd been wanting to talk with Kevin for a while, so I'm lucky that the stars aligned here. During our talk, Kevin shares info about the waterfall keepers, things you and I can do when visiting our waterfalls, his favorite waterfall, though as he put it, his answer could change tomorrow, and more. This is NC Travel Chat. I'm your host, Carl Hedinger. Let's get back to my talk with Kevin Adams of the Waterfall Keepers of North Carolina. What kind of compelled you to start an organization like this? I've been hiking and visiting waterfalls for such a long time and seeing seeing all of the conditions at the waterfalls, seeing the trash, the, the trampled plants, the water quality issues, and the visitor infrastructure for the waterfalls. And a couple of years ago, I started just thinking somebody really needs to do something. And then I realized that people say that a lot. And until until the person that says that actually does it, it's not going to happen. So I decided that uh, I would, would make it happen. Over the last 10 years, the visitation of waterfalls has, has really increased, um, partly because of social media. Well, actually, mainly because of social media. And certainly, I have contributed to that myself with with my books and stuff, but most of the people that uh, that are really passionate about the waterfalls that that like hiking to them regularly and stuff, they're good people. So that's not really the issue. But what has happened over the last five five or six years, I guess, is this social media culture of people learning about these locations but not learning anything else about them. And then going out and just not realizing that some of the things that they're doing are not in the best interest. And then we've always had the issue of just the local people that maybe don't understand that, those types of things. So I thought I just need to start this. Uh, I'll just start this organization. The idea of I got a small group of people together in fall of 2019 and we decided that we would do something. It ended up being a whole lot more than what we thought. And COVID is, is the reason behind that. Early last year when, when COVID hit and my photography business just completely shut down and wasn't able to do anything with that, I decided that I would just devote all of basically to make a career change and devote all of my time and resources into waterfall keepers. Uh, so I went from the quintessential starving artist to a volunteer for a nonprofit organization. You know, I've never been really good at business. I'm just a little bit of background for anybody who doesn't know, though. I mean, your book is kind of like the Bible of waterfalls in North Carolina, though. So the first edition came out in 1994, and it was the first comprehensive book about North Carolina waterfalls. 
It is now in its third edition. And yeah, it's been been very well received. A lot of people have that book. And I suppose that book is responsible for for kind of the waterfalling craze getting started in North Carolina. Um, but again, I feel like that um, I don't regret that in any way from the standpoint of the people getting out and the increased visitation at all. In fact, exactly the opposite. I think we need that. I think if uh, if people didn't know about these places, the good people didn't know, then they would be in worse shape than they are. Let's go back to 1994. And before then, what made you want to write a book about waterfalls in North Carolina? When I was a small child, I still kind of feel like I am in some ways, but <laughs> we would take family vacations. They weren't that many, but when we did take them, we, we took them to the mountains because my mother loved waterfalls. So she had to take us to, uh, to North Carolina. We lived in North Carolina in the Piedmont area. My mother and my older brothers talked about, hey, writing a book on waterfalls because there was nothing. There was zero information out there back then. Now, that never happened. They never did follow through with that. But that idea stayed in my mind. And many years later, I received a camera as a birthday present. That's how I became a photographer. So I took the camera and I just started um, started going to the waterfalls and taking pictures of the waterfalls. And pretty soon I thought, by gollies, I'm going to write that book that we talked about. So where were you living at the time? In, in the Piedmont area in, in High Point. Okay. And where are you now? I live outside of Waynesville in the Bethel community. I can be at a waterfall in 15 minutes. I can be on the Blue Ridge Parkway in about 25. It's just a wonderful place to live. Oh, that's awesome. So I guess then we just fast forward to now. You wrote the book. You're highly respected in many communities of hikers and waterfallers. Was there anything like the waterfall keepers before you got started with this? No, no. There's all kinds of nonprofit groups, friends groups for pretty much everything that you can think of birds and plants and rivers and, but nothing dedicated to waterfalls, nothing. And with waterfalls being so popular, uh, loved by so many and such an integral part of North Carolina in, in both its environment and, and economy, it, I just felt like there really needed to be a voice for the waterfalls. And so how did you get people together to form this? How big is your team? Our team is not very big. We're, we're still a baby. We just, we just launched on November 23rd. So we're only, we're less than four months old now, and we're still taking baby steps and, and trying to learn and figure out things as we go along. We have, we have seven members on our board. I'm the executive director, and Holly Bass is our associate director. And then we have Kira King, who is our science and education coordinator. All of us are working as volunteers now. No one is getting paid. And we have a few other people that are working to help us with certain tasks, but not on any kind of full-time basis at all. So that's it. That's it. And of course, we're hoping, you know, we'll, we will grow into being able to have full-time staff members that can, uh, can help us get the work done. But we just have to start out small and, and build up to that. It's been quite a ride, actually. It's been exciting and quite a bit overwhelming 
since we launched to see just the passion in people and how people just want to help so much. We didn't actually create that. We didn't instill this, this love of waterfalls in anyone or create this passion. All we did was give them a vehicle, a structure to use that. I think that so many people out there feel the same way that I do when they hike to a waterfall and they see a piece of trash or they see an eroded bank uh, or they see bad water quality or any number of things, but they don't know what to do. They haven't had a, a way to, to contribute. Now with waterfall keepers in North Carolina, they have that outlet to do that. And the hardest job that we have that Holly and I have right now is just keeping up with them and, and being able to give them stuff to do because we're still trying to get everything organized and set and, and get all the, uh, the legalities taken care of and the approval process with all of the different land agencies and everything. So it's, it's been quite a ride. Say if there's somebody like me who's hiking to a waterfall, what, what's something I can do to prepare for if I see trash or if I see, you know, some of the things you talked about? You can certainly bring, which a lot of people do, just just stuff a grocery store bag in your in your pack or in your pocket. So any trash that you see, you can you can pick that up. Um, you can make notes on your hike. If you see something that you think is not right, that's out of place, write it down and send us that information. Let us know about it, and we will we'll see what we can do about taking care of it if it needs to be. If you want to go a step further, you can adopt the waterfall. We have a program called Adopt a Waterfall. We currently have over 200 adopters that have adopted nearly 200 waterfalls. They visit the, their waterfall four times a year. They pick up trash along the way, and then they report back to us using a form, an online form, about the trail conditions. So we keep a, a record of what's going on. We can, if something, you know, if a tree's falling off the trail or if there's a dangerous situation or something, we can either take care of that ourselves or we can pass that along to the appropriate organization or agency to take care of it. But I would also say before anybody that doesn't have experience and hasn't been visiting waterfalls, read up about the safety issues. There are a lot of things a lot of people wouldn't even think about. I would encourage you to visit our website. We've got a page on that, on safety issues. There's also a page on, on ethics, as, as you mentioned, which there are probably some things on that that most people don't realize that they shouldn't be doing when they, when they hike to the waterfalls. And so you can learn all about that before you go. Just off the top of your head, like what would be like the number one thing you think people don't realize they shouldn't be doing? Oh, without question, uh, climbing around on the waterfalls and getting at the top of the waterfalls, getting in the uh, in the streams and flat, fast moving water. Stay on the trail. Stay at the safe vantage point and and don't venture any further. You just don't realize just how swift that water can be if you get in the water very high at all. And if you're anywhere close to the top of the waterfall, or if you're climbing the waterfall or something. Anything can happen. You're probably not the climber you think you are. I know that I'm not. <laughs> uh, so you could just fall from that. But what if a bee comes up and stings you? 
What if somebody hollers at you while you're standing there and then you turn and the next thing you know, you're in the water and maybe going over over the falls. I would say nearly all deaths that have occurred at the waterfalls are a direct result or an absolute result of just that. It wasn't like lightning out of the sky where you couldn't have prevented it. If you just stay on the trail, stay in the safe viewing point, then you will you'll go home in one piece. Maybe the overriding thing would be to just to respect the waterfall, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that waterfall doesn't care if you've got a spouse at home or a kid or anything. It's just flowing. So you talked about, you know, ways people can learn and, and your website is really great. But also you're, you are starting some outreach and some events, right? Like, can you just talk a little bit more about that, what you're going to be doing? We, we have so much going on, and that's part of being overwhelmed with, with this. We have a number of initiatives. We don't want people to think that we're just trash collectors, but that is a big part of what we do. We, our waterfall sweep, our inaugural waterfall sweep, comes up, is on March 20, this coming Saturday. And that's where we are asking people all over the state to visit the waterfall of your choice on that day, first day of spring, and pick up trash. We also have organized six crews at locations, waterfall locations in the state that really need a lot of love. We will be there with those crews Saturday, cleaning them up. I mentioned the, the Adopted Waterfall program, but we also have our uh, Junior Keepers program that we're going to be launching on April 1st. That's designed to get the kiddos involved and educate them about the waterfall environment. So it's a lot of fun. They can earn patches and stickers, and it's just a lot of fun for them to get out. And of course, they can get wet and get muddy, and waterfall is a perfect place. But it's all about education for us. We want, we want to teach them about the waterfall environment. We have adult education. Now, we have a, our science and education coordinator is working on a number of initiatives. Next year in 2022, hopefully the pandemic will be mostly behind us and we can start doing our field trips that we would like to do, where we will take people out, educational field trips to waterfalls, where we may have a botanist leading or, or a geologist leading or, or aquatic biologist uh, to teach people about that. Um, our Healing Waterfalls program is now getting started. Well, we're, we're planning it now. We hope to launch it over summer. And that's a program designed to use the incredible healing power of waterfalls to help people that need a lift. Uh, I know several people that have overcome alcoholism as a direct result of hiking to waterfalls. Wow. They go to, for whatever reason, they visit one waterfall and they liked it enough to go to another one. And before you know it, they were hooked. And so the process of having something to do, I don't understand all the psychology behind it, but I just know it has worked. They've become waterfall addicts, I guess. And <laughs> so, and also people that have, um, have overcome obesity. We want to help these people and we want to reach out to the, the people who are suffering from substance abuse, uh, depression. Uh, I know several people that their marriages have been helped, if not outright saved, 
by hiking to waterfalls, there's something there and we want to tap into that. So we, we have, um, our science and education coordinator is a psychologist, has a degree in psychology, and we have a retired psychologist that is working on that to, to set up these programs and reach out to the different organizations that, that are out there helping these people so that we can integrate with them on programs to help. That's wonderful. I, I didn't realize that you were, you were doing that. Side note, my wife, Christina, and I, we are huge advocates for getting outside especially during the pandemic. And I can definitely agree with, with, you know, the therapeutic aspect of waterfalls. It's real. And then we have our science initiatives. We want to, to educate people about the, the entire, the whole waterfall environment from a science and, and conservation standpoint. We just received a grant that well, has allowed us to do, to start our spray cliff survey, spray cliffs are a natural community, a very rare natural community that occur uh, at waterfalls and harbor some of the rarest plants that exist in North Carolina. So we, we have done two surveys now. We found a number of very rare plants there that the scientists didn't know existed at, that, at these locations. And our uh, archives were big on history. We want to maintain that. So we, we have started a library to house historical artifacts that are related to waterfalls, publications, and historical photos, pretty much anything that has to do with waterfalls. Not so much contemporary, because that's not something that, it, at least at this point, needs to be preserved. But the historical, the older aspects, we are working on that. Are you seeking out old photos? Is that what you're talking about? Yes. Yes. Uh, please. If you have anything that has to do with waterfalls, photos, original photos would be marvelous. Uh, a print, an original print or something of a waterfall would be terrific. But other artifacts as well that has to do with the history of the waterfalls and books, old publications and pamphlets and postcards. We have now, I think it's about 75 of the old vintage postcards of North Carolina waterfalls already in our collection. Well, that's wonderful. You had mentioned you were gonna be at six locations at the event on Saturday. You said that they were specifically ones that needed a little extra love. Can you share which ones you'll be at? There's three sites in Pisgah National Forest in the, the Pisgah Ranger District. And these are locations that very sadly have been used as just illegal dump sites. Uh, not, not what you think where people would just, uh, a, a family's visiting the waterfall and they throw down a, a soda can or something. These are sites that have been used for a while and people have just, you know, backed their trucks up and dumped things but they're either at a waterfall or the trail that leads to a waterfall like the trailhead. So we're going to be, be taking care of that. Uh, two of the sites are directly at waterfalls. One in Shacktown Falls in Yadkin County. It's just such a popular waterfall and it's right beside the road that it gets quite a bit of visitation, particularly in the warmer months. So there's, there's trash there. Plus it gets the little floodplain area below the falls gets a lot of washdown trash coming from the creek. 
that waterfall has been adopted by, um, I think it's Troop 219 in Guilford mm -hmm. County. It's an all-girl Boy Scout troop. And so they are going to be there Saturday. I think 19 of them, the scouts are going to be there cleaning that one up. Yeah, I was just looking and I see that Carter Falls is another one. Carter Falls is another one, yes. And Carter Falls is, is one that has a very interesting history with an old da a dam that used to be. And we're talking, I'm thinking about 100 years ago, it was the source of power for Elkin. The, the dam and the dam had a wooden aqueduct that diverted that took the water down to the powerhouse, which is down below the falls, which was pretty cool. I've never seen any anything like that. Uh, and you can still see if you go to Carter Falls, you can see some of the old metal rings that were used to hold that uh, that wooden. It's like a think about it like a wine barrel, except tenth of a mile long or something. <laughs> that one's a, it's an interesting waterfall. I didn't realize that history behind it. So you've um, mentioned Shacktown and I had, uh, I interjected. We've got Shacktown, the, Carter, Carter Falls, um, Parker Creek Falls. It's a, the, the waterfall's right beside the road and it's just a, just a roadside dump basically, which is horrid. Um, the trailhead for Bernie's Falls. And we were going to do Tucker Creek Falls, but we've had to choose a different location for Tucker Creek because of safety reasons. When we, we visited that site to scout it out again this week, realized that it's just it's not appropriate to, to bring the group to. We're going to be actually cleaning up along North Carolina 215 between Sunburst Campground and the Blue Ridge Parkway. There are a number of waterfalls along that along that route, it has always been a, a pretty bad spot for, for litter with people, especially in the pullouts going in and littering. And then I saw one more was Little Bradley Falls. Little Bradley Falls, that's right. Uh, the trailhead area for Little Bradley and Bradley Falls. And Rotorac of Asheville is going to supply all of the crew members for that location. So we'll be picking up all along the trailhead and parts of the trail leading to Little Bradley and Bradley Falls. And then the roadside along there is pretty bad too. So yeah. we'll have them picking up all along the roadside. It looks like you do have some momentum though for people helping out. It's really, that's a great thing. Our biggest problem from a volunteer standpoint right now is not having enough for them to do to meet the passion and enthusiasm that they have. We could do pretty much anything as far as getting getting people. If we had something, a, a project, we could get as many people as we want. But as I mentioned earlier, we have to go through all of the proper channels, get permissions and agreements set up with the different land agencies. And we have to, to get the money to do some of these projects that need to be done. So it's a, that, that is a slow process. And that's part of the reason why the main thing that, that people see us doing right now is the trash pickup and the litter, because that's something that we can easily do. And we, we don't have to have special arrangements in place to do that. So, I mean, you're, you're really busy with the waterfall keepers right now, Kevin, but are you able to get out and just go enjoy your favorite waterfalls right now? <laughs> it's, uh, 
I kind of feel feel like that I've never been able to truly do that. I always have something going on, a a book revision or or another book that I'm doing or whatever, leading a photo tour to the waterfalls and stuff. I don't really think about that a whole lot because gosh, even if I am working and I'm mostly am when I do visit the waterfalls, I'm working in some capacity for it. I mean, what better job is there? <laughs> I, I can't think of, of one. <laughs> I don't take it for granted. Something I was curious about. I mean, how, how many waterfalls are in your book now? The book lists mentions about a thousand falls. Oh my gosh. Are, but uh, <laughs> only about half of those are really waterfalls that, that anybody would want to visit or could visit because I do talk about a lot of private waterfalls in there. I don't give directions to them. The idea was I wanted to include most of the waterfalls that anybody might hear about otherwise through other channels. And that way they could look it up in my book and get good information about it and and know that it's something that, yeah, this is a good one to go to or no, I can't go to it because it's private or something like that. Yeah. So about a thousand, but that there's a lot more in North Carolina than that. (laughs) I feel like we're always finding new ones whenever we, we head out West. I hate to put you on the spot, but do you have like top three, top five waterfalls that are your go-tos? Oh, that's all right. I don't mind being put on the on the spot as long as you don't mind me not answering that question. Oh. <laughs> not because I don't want to, because I can't. <laughs> no, I, how do how do I pick <laughs> a top two or three or ten or fifty? I can if I gave you a list today. And you asked me the same question tomorrow, I'd give you a different list because it's just got <laughs> to do on how I feel at the time or the seasons that that's going to affect it all. Um, I can, I can tell you that rainbow falls that's accessed from gorgeous state park, but it's actually in Pisgah national forest. It has always been a special waterfall to me for, yeah. for various reasons. I've, I don't know. I've probably been to that waterfall a couple hundred times. I just love love that waterfall, but as far as just beauty and and photogenic, well, there's there's a lot of others that are just as much, if not more so, than rainbow. When you're not, you know, out exploring, preserving our waterfalls, spreading the word with what you do, do you have a favorite part of North Carolina that you like to visit? The mountains are certainly my my favorite uh, part in the state. I live here in the mountains and I spend so much time here that uh, I certainly don't get tired of it but I have to say I really enjoy the trips that I make to the coast the the outer banks in particular I, I don't enjoy the crowds I try to, to visit in the in the off season and I'm a night photographer so I do a lot of my visiting and photographing at night when there's nobody around but me and the mosquitoes I like I like that I like that coastal environment very much. That's awesome. You got a favorite part of the Outer Banks that you like? Yeah, I guess I'd have to say Cape Lookout National oh. Seashore. Oh, nice. Uh, I can I can take my take my truck over there, and, and there are fisher fishers out there. I can I can pretty much be by myself, and so I enjoy that. Oh, that's cool. I guess before I let you go, where can people learn more about you know what you do? and also what the water keepers of North Carolina do online. Please visit our Waterfall Keepers website, waterfallkeepersofnc.com. 
www.ethanfarmer.org. And if you like, you can visit my uh, photography website at kadamsphoto.com. One last thing. Is there anything that we haven't covered that you think people should know before visiting our waterfalls? Well, we've covered, we've covered quite a bit uh, for sure. But I think I would just like to encourage people to, to, to visit the Waterfall Keepers website and check out all of the pages. And in particular, the Looking Out for Waterfalls page and the Looking Out for Waterfallers page. And read all of that. And I have a feeling that you'll probably see some things in there that you didn't think about that are going to help you have a, have a better trip and a more rewarding trip. Thank you so much, Kevin, for all you do and for taking the time to talk with me. I really appreciated this. This was truly informative. Well, thank you, Carl. I am happy to spend this time with you. It has been fun. Again, a big thank you to Kevin Adams for taking the time to talk with us. I'll include a link to the Waterfall Keepers in North Carolina in the show notes. If you love our waterfalls and want to do something to help keep them beautiful, I think this is the organization for you. If you're not able to make it out to this waterfall sweep that's coming up, keep following Kevin's organization for more updates. Now, before I let you go, I want to know, what are your favorite waterfalls in North Carolina? You can let me know by email at carl at nctripping.com. You can also hit us up on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at nctripping. We are always happy to hear from you. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please give us a five-star review and some kind words, and don't forget to subscribe. Thank you for listening to NC Travel Chat. This is one of my favorite topics of all time and one I hope to cover again and again in some way. Until the next episode, we hope you're able to get out there and see something awesome in North Carolina, whether or not it's a waterfall. Take care.